Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey and you are listening to Transformational Energy Leadership coming to you from the heartland of America. Now during the show, I encourage you to go to my website over the commercial breaks. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com where you can learn more about me and my business offerings and I really delight in receiving emails from all of you. So email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com and you can also find me on this platform. That's voiceamerica.com. Go to the Empowerment Channel and I'm on social media on Facebook and LinkedIn. Now today we are going to learn more about how to exponentially improve our leadership understanding and performance in the here and now. Doesn't get better than this folks and how to serve others exceptionally. And guess what? This is a revolution, not just evolution. And we will talk more about what that means later on. So joining me in this exploration today is Brian Cunningham. And here's a bit more about him. Brian began his career as a parking lot attendant. He went off to earn two clinical degrees along with an MBA, and he is now CEO of a healthcare organization. He has a deep drive for expanded awareness and supporting the growth in others. And he is the author of the book called The Leadership Revolution, colon, because evolution takes too long. So I bet you can see where this conversation is going to go today. So Brian, welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. Thank you so much, Dr. Woolsey. I'm so glad to have you here. And I have to start out by asking you, from parking lot attendant to CEO, that's quite a journey you've been on. Tell us more about that journey and how you developed your own understanding and, and model for leadership growth. Oh, I'd be happy to. Thanks for that. Well, as you said, I started as a parking lot attendant at a large hospital in Philadelphia, you know, in my early 20s. And working through that organization in in different positions, uh, even at that age, I was really drawn to the leadership followership dynamic and attempting to understand that. You know, I saw some pretty good examples of how that can work really well, but also witnessed uh, a lot of dysfunction. And that just never sat well with me. So as I was moving through this organization and and determining the direction I wanted to go in life and going to school and and studying and, you know, working at different positions, I you know, I was just still drawn to trying to understand this and trying to contribute to it on a different level. Later on, I got my first formal opportunity in leadership uh, in a director role and found myself ill-prepared, you know, despite my desire to help and move things forward and some common sense, um, I had no mentorship. Uh, The examples that I were looking at uh, did not really inform my leadership. So I studied, of course, and read books and went to workshops, and I did did learn uh, quite a bit. But, you know, I, I just was plagued by this feeling that there was still something missing something missing. So that's what continued to drive me forward to figure out what the whole puzzle of leadership was about. 
so I could fill in some of these missing pieces. You know, along the way, um, because of that, and, and, and really the other part of that equation was uh, a long-time commitment to self-awareness practices. So while this was going on, I wasn't just sort of stumbling blindly through, through this uh, experience. I was practicing self-awareness uh, uh, methods and really going deep into what I was here for, what my purpose was, um, how I can serve others better. So it was really this commitment to the deeper possibilities of leadership, trying to, you know, address the dysfunction that I saw everywhere or in many places, and deep self-awareness practice. And that eventually led me to some discoveries. And uh, a framework started to kind of coalesce for me. I, I wound up, you know, turning that the awareness quotient leadership model, the AQ model. Um, and, you know, this framework of multiple levels, 10 levels of leadership sort of evolved out of that. I began to more clearly see this developmental progression of leadership. So what started as a, you know, from my parking lot attendant days, um, because of really just a basic commitment that so many of us have and, and a lot of self-awareness work, you know, I was able to begin to really understand the leadership framework at a deeper level and serve others at a, at a deeper level. And that's sort of a summary of, of that big exploration. I don't really feel that it's that much different than anybody else. We all have, you know, our beginnings. Um, it was just a matter of serious commitment along the way and being fortunate to come across some incredible people, too. It sounds like you have done a lot to dig deep into yourself, and there's a number of things that you mentioned. One is, is the fact that you're trying to really understand and explore, and I think any any listener out there, you can go to a bookstore or just Google, go you know, go into Amazon, type in leadership, and you just see a sea, a plethora of different frameworks or approaches to leadership, and one in some ways can just get overwhelmed if you're trying to find what's the what's the answer. Or what's 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 the right method and approach to to leadership? It can be overwhelming, and I, I can say, you know, as a scholar of this work, that the schools of thought and the methodologies and the underpinnings and theoretical approaches. There are so many. So how does one make sense of it? What I really appreciate about your work is you've stepped back and you've tried to make some sense of it, and you have made some sense of it. I've read your book. It. It makes a lot. And you've got your AQM model, which has 10 different levels within it. And just for the sake of time, I think what I'm going to do is I want to dive in the middle of your 10 levels. Okay. And for anyone else, you know, get his book. You know, it's because it's called The Leadership Revolution because evolution takes too long. Get his book. It's it's really well put together. But for you, Brian, for the sake of our conversation, what I'd like to do is – because you know I talk so much about being transformational. And in your model, you place it in the middle of 10 levels. So let's talk more about what you believe is required for leaders to be transformational. God, I'd be, I'd be happy to. So, you know, to talk about that, I, I need to talk about it in the context of the developmental progression of leadership. That's the foundational framework of the model. And, you know, what I noticed after, as you said earlier, reading lots of great books, uh, I loved every one of them. I learned something, but I couldn't understand the progression. And it, so if you read a great book on transformational leadership and you do not have the prerequisites, the foundation to move into that, all you're left with is a great book, 
but how do I do it? Mm. So w- within the progression, if we can understand that at level one, authoritarian leadership, we are ruled by emotion. Level two, evidence-based leadership, we bring in our left brain, right, the analytical part of our brain, uh, evidence-based leadership, and we use data and information and all that and all that uh, that's available to us. Level three is coaching leadership, where we bring in the right hemisphere, so we have a balanced uh, mind approach to leadership, systems-focused, collaborative-focused, and we can do a lot at level three leadership. But transformational leadership is the first big step in our leadership progression. And the additional element required is the connection with the heart, the mind and the heart. And that is actually a big, big step for many people. Some move into it quite naturally. Some are already there. But in in the developmental progression, we need to balance our mind, and then we can incorporate the heart. When we can connect with our own heart, that's, that's what, what transforms us. Our mind does not transform us. We can get a lot smarter and a lot more clever and, and be quite successful. But transformation requires the heart. And when we connect with our own heart, we're in a position to connect with the hearts of others. So it is the connection with the heart, uh, and that allows us to see the connection between the systems that we work in and the, the connection between the systems and the people. So we can truly honor the people within these complex systems that we work in. So, you know, we could say at level three, we can change things and do a lot of work. Um, But change only makes things different, while transformation makes us different. So within the developmental progression, it sits right where it sits uh, in based on our development as a a human being. Uh, So it brings in the heart at level four. Mm. And that's how we connect. That's how we transform. And like you said, that's a also, big. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering. There's an energetic component to that, Dr. Wolsey, as you very well know. It's not just an anatomical connection. This is an energetic connection. And that energy can be received from others and also transmitted to others. That's what creates the transformation. Ah, I, I'm loving what you're saying. So tell me, Brian, when we think about, because I can, I really, I, 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 I agree with you because it does require a leap to connect with heart. And I've had other guests yeah. on the show over the, you know, the, over the course of the show talk about heart. Heart is, is big and some people may view it as, oh, you know, fluffy and that sort of thing. But no, there's some real truth to it. And when you think about that phase what are some questions one might want to ask themselves when wanting to connect to heart? Mm-hmm. You know, the first question that we need to understand to connect with our heart is what is our deeper purpose for our leadership or our life or whatever our role is? So there's many, you know, great uh, methods for clarifying our purpose, uh, clarifying our commitments. The approach that, 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 that I look to is, first, what am I committed to? What is my purpose as a leader? Answer the what question, right? And, and that mm-hmm. is usually not that difficult. But the deeper question that connects us to our heart is the why question. And so the next question is, why am I committed to that? And through some ongoing introspection, really serious introspection, we start to get into the deeper 
foundation of who we really are and why we're here. And we start to get to really what I would also call the fundamental definition of leadership, which is love in action. We are here, you know, through our connection with each other, the experience of our connection. I'm not talking, obviously, about romantic love. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the love that recognizes our connection as human beings and our value and our worth. So in that deeper exploration of our purpose is where we connect with our heart, the deeper elements of why we're here. And from that place, we're able to naturally connect. And, And as you mentioned earlier, this is a powerful place of action. This is not some fuzzy, fluffy, you know, uh, new age technique. This is where our true power is to transform. Mm. So it's through the why question that we get to those deeper elements of our heart. Yes, the heart and love. I was working with a colleague, oh, it was a couple years ago, and she brought up, I would say about uh, maybe eight years ago, and she brought up, and we were doing executive communi- communication coaching with leaders of organizations. And she said, Matt, when we reintroduce love, first of all, you might see some eyes rolling a little bit. But when step back, when you really think about it, when you love something or you love someone or you love a movement, it stirs within you deeper resources. It causes you to really want to put your full energy and passion and even compassion and empathy into helping whatever it is move along so that goals are achieved. And what do you think about that? I 100% agree. That is our, our deeper power. We can, we can create a lot of movement by force, but that, you know, that has a price, and it's a price paid by you know, disgruntled employees and, and that win-lose you know, mindset. So our, our deeper power is there. There is energy there. Um, it, it, it creates an inexhaustible source of energy, as, as you know. Um, moving things by force just bankrupts your, your, your energy. Um, when you're moving with love as your foundational energy source, it's an inexhaustible source of energy and connection with others. Absolutely. And I cannot wait for you to introduce the audience to the other levels beyond. We got just a level four, everyone out there listening, and he's got some really insightful things for us to, to learn more about with the next couple of levels. So what I'd like to do, Brian, is we'll take a break here. And when we come back, we need to talk more about why we just don't have extraordinary leaders or as many as that we'd like to have out there, which is a big question to answer so or to talk about. All right, so for everyone out there, we're coming up on a commercial break. I encourage you, go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com, and we will come back here in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
Do you have audacious faith for your business? We help you to learn more about stepping out on faith to brand your business and yourself in today's crowded competitive marketplace. Is your marketing plan in order? How do you set yourself apart? Audacious Faith for Your Business with host Dawn Jordan-Jones will teach you the methods that can make yourself and others aware of who you are. Audacious Faith for Your Business is broadcast live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in and see your hard work pay off. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello there, we are back and today I'm talking with Brian Cunningham. He's a healthcare CEO who climbed the ladder from parking lot attendant and is now the author of a book called The Leadership Revolution Because Evolution Takes Too Long. Now, Brian, before the break, we were exploring some of the underpinnings of what it takes to be transforma- to be a transformational leader and you were really honing in on you really need to look at the what, what you, your purpose is, and go even further and ask yourself, why am I committed to that? And in all of that, there's heart and there's love. That's a really, it takes a leap of, of really self-introspection to get to that place. So I wanted to ask you, Brian, why, in your opinion, aren't there more extraordinary leaders out there today? Great, great question, Dr. Wolsey. And, you know, obviously it's not because, you know, there aren't a lot of people out there doing their work and, and trying and, and extremely committed. And, and to be honest, obviously there are some great leaders out there. Uh, it's just that there are not enough of them to go around for the pace and the complexity of our, of our current environment. So as I was looking at this, you know, you'd think in the information age that we'd be sort of tripping over great leaders. They should be everywhere because the information about, you know, these various pieces of the leadership puzzle are everywhere. But it's just not that the, the case. So as I looked deeper into this, it became apparent uh, to me that, you know, it wasn't because people weren't trying or studying or going to workshops, that there were some missing pieces of the leadership puzzle. It's simply that, you know, there's so much out there with leadership, but what's lacking is a coherent model, an understanding of the framework of the developmental progression of leadership. And, you know, once you can see it, it, you know, it becomes obvious. There's a progression of of everything we do, right? In your your number of years of schooling, Dr. Wolsey, right? There's a progression to your learning. And without that progression, you can't jump right to PhD level work. And sometimes the leadership information out there is sort of expecting us to do that. It says, here's what a transformational leader is or a servant leader is. Do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if that, in fact, did work, we'd have everybody would be a transformational or a servant leader at this point. But there's a developmental progression. And if we don't understand where people are 
at this moment, are they in second grade or eighth grade, you know, how to get to a PhD. You take people where they are and you help them understand the developmental progression to more naturally flow into higher levels of leadership. So we have sort of this shotgun approach where everybody's trying to jump to a level of leadership that may be well-defined in a book or a workshop, but without the foundational elements, we struggle to progress in that way. You can say, oh, develop a growth mindset. Well, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And without the developmental progression, uh, people will struggle in expressing the higher possibilities or the more expanded possibilities of leadership. So again, it's not because people aren't bad or trying. There's some great leaders out there. But because of the pace and complexity of things, we don't have time anymore. That's why these, this slow evolutionary process is not meeting our needs. The gap continues to grow between what's needed and what we're able to deliver. So the fundamental reason is because of a lack of sort of widespread understanding of the developmental progression of leadership. Uh, and you harken back to the phrase, leaders are not born, leaders are made. I completely believe that. And you even mentioned in the first segment when you were talking about your progression that work is required. And like anything else, when we really want to become excellent, we want to do something and do it well, it requires work. It requires reflection. And I agree with what you said. It's There's nothing wrong. Maybe we started our careers authoritarian because that's what we thought. That's what we knew. That's okay. The yeah. challenge is for leaders to embrace that and then reflect and continue in this journey that you're talking about. That leads me to my next question for you because your book, it really kicks off in the beginning with, and this goes back to, so why aren't leaders why aren't there as many as we'd like to have? And your book starts out with what you call the root cause and the root cause of our challenges as a leader. Talk more about what you mean about root cause. Got it. You know, that's where it all starts. And the developmental progression begins with the foundation as it should. And if you skip the foundation, uh, there'll be a lot of unnecessary struggle along the way. Now, This may sound deceptively simple, but, you know, once again, the root cause is not lack of information, lack of effort, lack of trying. The root cause is our insufficient awareness, attention, and focus with the understanding of the deeper possibilities of leadership and the true complexity that we all live in without a solid foundation of of growing awareness, perpetually growing awareness, we will get stuck in level one authoritarian leadership. Oh, that's what I saw. That's what I was taught. And Mm -hmm. I keep trying and I keep pushing. That's all there is. So the root cause, the both the root cause of our challenge in leadership is also the foundational opportunity for us to grow. So, and, and, I want to be clear, these aren't sort of esoteric principles here, awareness, attention, focus. People use them interchangeably all the time with not real understanding. Oh, let's add consciousness to the mix. Well, what's consciousness? Conscious leadership. Well, that's leading with awareness. Oh, well, that doesn't really help me understand it. So let's let's operationally define them. Our awareness is really the depth and clarity of our perception. 
you know, and, and most people would think, oh, I'm very aware. But when you really, you know, the data out there and when you just casually observe, you will see people missing all kind of cues that the environment is sharing. People's awareness is actually not that expansive. You see people with tunnel vision, um, not seeing the, all the elements of a challenge. So our awareness is our depth and clarity of perception. Our attention is really our directional discrimination, you know, our ability to attend, pay attention to what is needed. And once again, look around the room in a meeting or during a challenge, and you'll see people looking out the window, leaders looking out the window, or really not, not attending to the issues at hand. And the last one is focus, which is really our level of, of concentration in the moment with what we're attending to, both our the depth and breadth of our, our focus and also down to minute levels. So these three elements that allow us to explore the field of consciousness, so well, I'm talking about awareness, attention, and focus, are the root cause of our leadership challenges, insufficient awareness, attention, and focus. And so if we start there, no matter what approach to leadership we follow, we will begin to deepen our understanding and deepen our ability to truly express higher levels of leadership. So it's, it's deceptively simple, but this is the foundation, and there are many practices to deepen our awareness and our attention and our focus. So it starts there. And it sounds simple. However, for everyone out there who's listening to our conversation right now, I suspect many of them are probably multitasking where your, your whole your whole thought, your whole concept about focus, where's your focus right now? What's your attention? Where is your attention? It's, it sounds easy, but it's not. You know, there are so many pieces, you know, and when you think about your experience, there are so many different pieces of the leadership puzzle that really could help us more rapidly improve our leadership understanding and performance. What are some of those pieces from your perspective? Got it. And so the pieces of the puzzle, you know, once the foundation is established, uh, the pieces of the puzzle include the foundational elements of leadership, the framework of the developmental progression, and this is where the 10 levels of leadership outline that developmental progression. And once again, it mirrors our progression, our development as a human being. Leadership is not separate from us as human beings. It's not separate from, you know, the model of energy leadership, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all the same uh, when you understand it. Yep. The other missing pieces are the energetic impediments or attachments or energy blocks, right? that hold us back from moving from one level to the next. We need to understand these. And the last piece is the up-leveling strategies, these simple strategies that help us to move past the energy blocks or the energetic impediments. So it's the foundational material, the developmental progression, the things that hold us back, and how to move beyond those. And that may sound a little complex, um, and the book, you know, simplifies this, but the truth is, leadership is actually complex. And so these methods that attempt to say, you know, here's the easy method to be a great leader, uh, once again, unfortunately, do not, do not work. 
because they don't honor the complexity of the leadership dynamic. Um, so they're the so they're the missing pieces of the puzzle. And once we I understand really- them, we can move through much more easily. Yes, and it is a revolution, like you said, and and for everyone out there, if you get his book, it really outlines when you look at the different levels. You know, before we go to break, we, we've got about a minute and a half and we, we need a break here, but I do want to address, because I really, what I found so powerful in your book is you relate things to Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, and I remember for myself, I was an undergraduate, and one of my mentors introduced us to the three-part series that Bill Moyers did. It was an interview with Joseph Campbell talking about the, the power of myth, I think is what it was called, and the, and the hero's journey. And I, it made a profound impact on me. And I want to ask you, what was it in, in, that caused you to incorporate that into your thinking and into the book that you wrote? Well, I, too, was very appreciative of Joseph Campbell's work. And as I was looking and reflecting on my life and and Joseph Campbell's, one of his epiphanies about the hero's journey, you know, as he looked at all of the, the, you know, great mythical stories across the planet, and he understood this overall theme that we were all on a hero's journey. And, you know, when I looked at my leadership journey and I saw everybody working so hard, it wasn't hard for me to see the parallel that our leadership is also an aspect of our hero's journey. You can see the elements that uh, Joseph Campbell laid out, the three major elements of the hero's journey, the separation, right, which is that call to adventure that we all come across at some point in life, that this, this sickening of the status quo this call to adventure, something greater than moving into the next phase of the hero's journey, the initiation, where we do, as you said earlier, the real work of our journey uh, or leadership, right, where we learn through the trials and tribulations. And if we stay the course, we get to the last phase of the hero's journey, the return, where we get to go full circle in our journey with one foot in the extraordinary journey, our our. our, our level of mastery with things and serve as a bridge for those traveling the same path. So it was just a very natural sort of extrapolation. Once you understand and connect with the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell's work, it's so easy to see in the rest of our lives and most, most uh, easy to apply to leadership. And if we don't have that level of sort of um, uh, theme in our life, in our leadership, Boy, then, then we're like a victim, right? Then the leadership journey is a victim journey, the opposite of the hero's journey, poor me. So mm-hmm. unless we adopt that level of mindset, a growth mindset, or the hero's journey, boy, the leadership journey can, can hammer you down. So that's the value that I see in it, and that's why I share it as an overarching theme in the book. That was tremendous, and I, th- I believe it was Warren Bennis who said, those who travel the farthest away learn the most. And it, even in my research, when I was, uh, I did an ethnographic study, and I was looking at these successful leaders, and at all of them had that hero's journey embedded in there for them going back to where they came from to give back. And that's, that's the treasure that lies within those who really do the work. So here we are at commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with Brian about how to elevate ourselves to be extraordinary. So we'll catch you on the other side after this commercial break. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels. And now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking, the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction, and that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and From the Inside Out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And here we are. Today, my guest is Brian Cunningham. And We've been talking about what is required, what is missing in today's leaders, preventing them from being extraordinary. And Brian, let's keep this conversation going regarding this being a revolutionary leader. Earlier, we talked about you've got your 10 levels in your leadership framework. And we and you really, I had you hone in a bit on the transformational at level four. And for everyone out there listening, this is where the here and now comes into play. Because, Brian, what I'd like for you to do is take us to those other levels beyond just and not just being transformational. That's that's I don't want to say just taking that transformational where we've got our head and our heart and our mind and all the all those pieces are in play. Then what? Where do we go from there? How do we move up or think about these different levels beyond in your framework? Got it. So once we, you know, once we, the work starts with us, us first. So as we move along the developmental progression, I thought, you know, transformational leadership and, and the next level, level five, servant leadership, I thought that was the whole model, right? And I thought, and you can do incredible things in an organization and in service to others. But as I continued to deepen my work, these other levels started to emerge. Oh, there's another level, level six transcendental leadership, right? It just kept coming. So what we need to do is do our, do our work. Once we connect our mind and heart and continue to deepen our work with our awareness, attention, and focus, we start to be able to see uh, with, with more clarity a larger time frame, right? We see the patterns and cycles of reality, of our moment-to-moment reality as it emerges, and we can connect cause and effect at a much deeper level. 
This is what starts to move us into servant leadership, the wisdom age and servant leadership. Servant leadership is more than just, you know, the desire to serve others. Um, there are some very practical results of that, being able to see a wider time frame to help others to create more sustainable results with their transformational efforts. So, you know, to move from level four to level five, we need to sort of release our attachment to shorter-term results. You know, we can mm-hmm. transform things, but in order to s- sustain them, we need to go to another, a higher level of wisdom and understand all of the elements in our internal and external environment that create sustainability. Just doing an inspirational, transformational event does not necessarily sustain things. This is where this deeper level of understanding and servant leadership works. Mm-hmm. And how we get there is through the up-leveling strategies, looking at, staring at a more expanded time frame, deeply considering the intended and unintended consequences of our efforts. And I mean continually looking at them. And by staring at them and contemplating them, well, you know, you just be shocked at the information that comes to you, the deeper information of how to create more sustainable efforts. And from there, you know, if we want to talk about additional levels, we can most certainly talk about what started to emerge to me after I thought I reached sort of the higher levels of leadership and servant leadership. It's it's wonderful what you're talking about here is that it, it requires deeper thinking, deeper thought, more focus. This reminds me a bit, you and I were talking as we were talking about the show and getting ready. The part of my coaching that I subscribe to is there's different levels of energy. And it is a progression yeah. in some ways. If some of us start right from the I'm the victim energy and it's so negative and so dark as you move yourself through and at the third level is where you really start having more anabolic energy and less catabolic and in that you're really there to let's solve the problem let's just fix it move on yes you can do some good things there but if you truly want to get what you're saying here to those higher levels it requires more work and within you know when I think about when I'm coaching and working with clients is that when you start to have more and more of that positive anabolic growth oriented energy about you you really start to feel the passion you really start to feel the joy in who you are as a being and it's and I'm thinking there's such a nice correlation to what you're saying here is that as you keep exploring and digging deeper that that transcendental that the higher level seeing that unification of 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 seeing the full picture starts to come into play if I'm hearing you right you're, you are correct. It's the developmental progression that does the work. You don't have to try to find your passion or, you know, find these deeper elements. You just explore it, and they come out of you. You're, you become aware of them through the exploration. And I agree 100%. You know, the, the energy leadership model starts in fear, right? That's authoritarian leadership. Yeah. You know, authoritarian leaders are driven by emotion, and that emotion is typically fear. And and also analogous to the energy leadership model, the higher levels, the highest level, is that experience of oneness with everyone and everything. And it's the same with this framework. It's all the same. Level 10 leadership is unity. It comes out of the unity age, unified leadership, which is the experience, the genuine experience of oneness and leading from that place. 
So these developmental progressions are out there. It's just that we've not really applied them to the workplace and our organizations and leadership. So yeah, I, you know, if you want me to take a minute and, and move through the, the five additional levels, I most certainly can. Why don't we, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the clock and I want to make sure that we all hear from you some things that we can start applying. And the reason why I bring that up, and, and yes, the other development, if we've got more time, but I really wanted to get to this concept because we hear it all the time and you've already addressed it when you were talking about attention and focus and that sort of thing, is that we're all hearing about you have to be present, be present as a leader. Yes. In your book, you talk about there's passive and an active side of presence. And I, I think it will be very beneficial for all of us to hear what your what your distinction is about presence. Well, thank you. So, you know, there's a lot of great work out there about presence and mindfulness, and we understand the value of being present and sort of screening out a lot of the distractions. We can be more attentive and focused and calm, and there's great value in that. But what I noticed over time in, in doing work, a lot of work in presence and mindfulness is uh, as I looked around in this state, I noticed, hey, there's a lot more here. There's a lot more going on here. And what I noticed is that there's this sort of active side. And what I also noticed is this is very natural for us. We do this all the time. You know, in a sporting event where there's all this dynamic activity going on, you hear, you know, high-level sports athletes talk about, you know, being in the zone. And, you know, they can see the whole field and anticipate action. And, you know, that Wayne Gretzky quote about skating to where the puck was going to be, you know. So this is very natural. And we do it in, you know, while we're driving a car, we anticipate action. You know, these, these deeper states of awareness and attention and focus and presence, we do it all the time. We just don't recognize it. And then, you know, we read a book or there's teachings about how to be present. And I think sometimes they end up making it more difficult for us to get into these natural states that we've done throughout our history. I think a leadership's responsibility is to simplify the complex. So I would say there's an active side of presence. We do it all the time when we're at home playing with our kids or playing chess or fishing or jogging. And if we apply it, if we drop our resistance to the workplace, we can enter into this active side of presence in work. So even when there is appearing chaos in the workplace and frustration or drama or whatever it is, we can move with that um, in a much more dynamic way. So there's the, the passive side where, you know, we're sort of like the Zen monk leader. And there's the active side where we are really in the dynamic flow um, and fielding lots of interaction and stimuli still from a place of calmness as we engage with the emerging reality. This is sort of the deeper side of presence, the active side uh, that sort of came, you know, as part of the experience of this exploration. And I want to say, just like our work with awareness, it's very natural. We do it all the time. But in our organizations and our workplaces, because of the programming that we've all received over many years there, there's this level of resistance that prevents us or hinders us 
from getting into these natural states that we enjoy in every other aspect of of our life. And what you're saying is we all do it, but we don't do it. (laughs) Yes. But then we get in situations where we have levels of resistance. And again, uh, when we're talking about expanding our awareness, the thing that shuts down our awareness is any form of resistance. So if we accept, if we move into acceptance of reality, whatever is happening in the moment, we expand our awareness. So we're talking about how hard it can be to expand awareness. It can actually be quite easy when you understand the drivers of it. And it really rests in this concept of resistance versus acceptance. When we simply accept reality, that does not mean we agree with it or support it. It just means we're looking straight at it. Now we're able to move into a flow state, deep active presence, and deal with it much, much more creatively that if we were stuck in resistance, pretending it wasn't reality or that it should not be here. Reality mm-hmm. is what it is. And that's mm-hmm. what helps us to expand our awareness. And this model is built on reality, not theory. Theories are great, and I've, and I've benefited from many. But this model is grounded in the reality of our leadership experience and the leadership dynamic. Right. That's another thing that separates us. You know, there's a there's a quote, I believe Gandhi said, and I, I won't get it right, but the essence of it was, yes, our life is, we're experiencing life, but it does not mean we have to sit back and be passive. And so what I hear you saying is there's reality, accept it, and then continue this journey of, of moving forward. You know, what I'd like to do is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Brian, I'd like for you to call things together and give us some really succinct next steps, some call to action for us so that we can apply apply all of this stuff in the here and now. So everyone stay tuned. We'll be back here on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with their successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. 
Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show. We've been talking about the call for extraordinary leadership as a revolution, not an evolution, because that simply just takes too long. And my guest, Brian Cunningham, has helped us identify some missing pieces of the leadership puzzle. He's addressed the root cause regarding the challenges that leaders face, and he also pointed out ways that we can all be extraordinary. Okay, Brian, I'm putting you on the spot right now. I need you to bring this all together for us. What can we do to transform our leadership impact into becoming extraordinary? And using your language, what can we do to up-level? Got it. Well, we need to do it in the here and now. Uh, There's no other time than the here and now. And we have no time because of the complexity and the pace of of things. So we need to ground ourselves in sort of a more urgent uh, stance. Our people need us now. Our organizations need us now. The status quo of leadership is no longer serving uh, others. So grounded in there, whatever approach we have to leadership, we can use some of the foundational principles of the AQ model. And once again, let's jump back to awareness, attention, and focus. Look at what you're doing. I mean, really look. Look at the impact of what you are doing. That's where the environment will give us cues as to how we are doing. I may think I'm a great leader, but look at the expressions on the faces of the people. Look at how they move and engage with each other. Look at the results of our efforts. Really look with a critical eye and with an eye for how can I do it better the next time. Take on this concept of a developmental progression and you will progress. It doesn't matter what leadership approach you're following now. Deeply uh, observe what is going on inside and outside of yourself. Expand your awareness. Deeply observe, practice, and watch the results. Look at reality, not theory. So use a reality-based approach to deepening our awareness, and we will grow no matter what approach you utilize. If you want to really jump on a hero's journey, um, you know, I, w- I, would, I would consider getting the book that I wrote because it takes you step by step through sort of some of the complexities of this. It makes the, the complex simple on how to move through and up-level the steps that you take. Very simple, deceptively simple, but if you repeat them over time, you will move to the next level of leadership. And then once you understand the predominant characteristics, you are then positioned to move to the next level. And only then, and this is critical, and only then are we in a position to up-level others. We must up-level ourselves first, and then in a position to up-level others in real time. We no longer have to wait for somebody's annual employee performance review to set another set of goals for another year to see if we can help them improve. 
once we understand uh, leadership at a deeper level and the things that prevent us from moving forward and the simple up-leveling steps, we can up-level others in real time, in the moment, while the like, di- dynamic is happening. We don't have to, we don't have, they don't have to read the book. They, we don't have to give them a lecture about up-leveling and energetic impediments or awareness. We simply apply our commitment as a leader our awareness, attention, and focus, and we can move others uh, into more expanded states of performance in real time, in the moment. So that's what I would say. Focus on your awareness. Look at what you're doing and the impact of what you are doing in the here and now, right now, and you will begin to expand your approach and serve others more genuinely and deeply. So whatever path you're following, if you apply your awareness and your purpose deeply, you will grow uh, automatically and probably discover the same things we've all discovered along the way. Oh, Brian, thank you for that because I now know, I'm hoping that everyone that's listening to this conversation is, this is over, go away, start it today. It's a choice that you have to make. And that is, look at what you're doing and why are you doing it? What's your purpose? Figure out, dig deeply. And as, as Brian just said, when you do those observations, look at what you're doing and reflect on it. Did it work? Did it not? And how do you move yourself forward? How do you up-level? And only then can you help up-level others. Brian, I cannot thank you so much for the time that you've shared with us today, talking with us about your passion for leadership, about the AQM model. And I encourage everyone out there that's listening to get his book and and go through the various areas. His book, again, is called The Leadership Revolution, colon, because evolution takes too long. So we all need to act right now. Brian, before we go, I always like to ask my, 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 well, I need to ask you, for everyone who's out there listening, what would be the best way for them to contact you after the show? You know, you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I, I love, uh, you know, on weekends when I have some spare time, uh, connecting with other inspired uh, people. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I have a website, Awareness Quotient Leadership. That's one word, awarenessquotientleadership.com, where there's information on my book. Uh, it's also available on Amazon. And I have a blog on there. And you can connect me with me through there. I'd love to chat with you and see what, you know, your experience is uh, in leadership. And we can go from there. Excellent. Thank you, Brian. And I'm, I'm so glad you're here today. So for everyone out there, if you have a topic or if you know someone that would be great for bringing them on the show and, and, and adding some enlightenment, enlightenment to all of our conversations, please contact me. You can email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Find me on this platform. Whatever you do, let's stay in touch. And until next time, I encourage all of you to harness that positive energy that you have, lead that transformation, and we'll talk again next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.